Hey everybody, welcome to Rob and Ace. This is our first show. And basically, just to give a little background, we're two guys and we sit around pontificating about, you know, relationships, um, the status of modern feminism, uh, guys' status in the world, female status in the world. And we figured, what better way to do that than presenting it to you guys? That way we can share some of our knowledge, some of our wisdom, hopefully help some of you guys out in your lifetime, whether, you know, you're a woman trying to seek a good relationship, a man trying to get out of a rut, whatever the situation is. I mean, we're, we, you know, we have a, a life coaching business on the side. Uh, it's doing very well. So we figured, you know, we try to open it up to the public and make our access more readily available. Um, we're going to be sharing our point of views. We're going to be sharing how we feel about the subjects, what we feel people should do what we feel people shouldn't do, everything in between. So with all that being said, um, I'm Ace. Rob is on the line as well. We're going to go into our first subject, and it's kind of a controversial one for a lot of guys. Um, it's called, do you want to be in the friend zone or the end zone? And the, the reason we're titling it that is because we want to focus on incels, and not even just incels, but guys who try to friendship their way into relationships because I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with me, Rob, it, it, it never works. It, I, I don't know. I've, I'm 41 years old. I've never met anybody who friendship their way into a healthy relationship. Have you? It is, it is, I won't say it's impossible, but it is the rarest thing I've, I've ever heard. It's the Disney fantasy. It's like they, they show this on shows like where the nerd friend gets the girl or the shy guy who's just a good good dude and he's always friendly and there for her, he ends up with her. Like, it, I've never seen it happen. 100%. I've seen a lot of relationships. I've never seen it. Yeah, we've been indoctrinated uh, since we were kids to think that this is actually the norm and how things are done. Every TV show, every movie beyond Disney has uh, shown us this with very few exceptions in between where we actually see how things really are. The bottom line for guys is they have to understand that uh, not only do women do this, they're not bad for doing this. They're well within their right to do this. They are going to put guys into two different categories, guys they want to be with and guys they don't want to be with. Yeah, and they're not going to tell you, and it's not their job to tell you. Like, I, I don't want to be the, the bearer of bad news for guys. Women aren't going to spell out their feelings, just like you're not going to spell out yours. Your intention going into it, if you're trying to friendship your way into sex, is false because you don't want to be your friend. You want to have sex with her. You think being her friend is the only option you have to do it because maybe it's a lack of game. Maybe you think she's out of your league. I don't really know and I don't really care, to be honest, because it's just it's a dumb way of thinking. It's, it's self-defeating. Or also, this is a lot of the times what our moms told us growing up. See, I, that's the thing. Just to give background, I'm I'm black. Rob is Puerto Rican. Ish. We didn't we didn't grow we didn't grow up affluent. We didn't grow up you know with silver spoons in our mouth. But we both made ourselves you know a pretty good life. And the reason I always asserted to is my mother never fed me that horse shit. It's a good woman. Part, part pardon my language. She never did the whole. You know, good guys finish first. No, good guys finish last. It's true. It's not, it's a saying because it's real. Most sayings are. Like they they become famous sayings because they are relatable and they're real. Good guys don't finish first. 
Like if you're going, if you're going into a, into a situation with a woman that you clearly want to have sex with, and your way of doing that is trying to become her best friend, you're lying to her. Guys don't want to be females' friends off the jump. They may that may happen later, but there's not a lot of cool hangout women in the world. It just it's just facts. Our our relationships genetically are not meant for that. We adapt and we will build friendships later on, but we're not here to be friends. Humans are here. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not because that's a whole show on monogamy. We let's not even touch. Let's let's stay okay. So let's stay on the focus here. Let's go into our first segment. Define the bigger term that most people know now. Let's let's define incel. You go first, and then I'll say what I think it is. I'm really I'm I'm glad you said that because uh, this is kind of a really important topic, and I'm I'm glad we sort of jumped out of the gate with this one. Um, right off the bat, an incel is an is it stands for for um, what do you call it? involuntary celibate. So what that truly means is a person who thinks that they cannot get laid or, or can't have sex no matter what it is they think they're trying to do. See, I, um, I have a completely different definition, but I'll, I'll let you finish and then I'll jump in. Yeah. That, that, that definition irks me to no end. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically the technical term because celibate is a person who generally sort of chooses to not have sex. Involuntary means they, they're thinking that no one is going to, and, and and the reality is, is they're not driven to. Exactly. Like, I don't believe men should ever be celibate. It's not in our nature. Like, there's a reason why men get erections over 200 times a day when they're younger. Because I'm you're supposed younger. to use it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it tapers off towards the end of your life, but I'm giving you a, I'm giving you from in our sexual peak. Rick Flair age, would, would beg to disagree. Rick Flair's still going at 70. He's a special case. There's always going to be special cases, but for most men from age 18 to 24, that's your sexual peak. Why would you like, there's no reason to be in, to be involuntary, voluntarily celibate or involuntarily celibate. There's like, you should always be trying. But you continue, you finish and I I don't want to cut you off. You go. Well, actually, I'm kind of glad you said that, too, because it's uh, that mentality spills out beyond sexual behavior. You're supposed to always be trying in terms of uh, everything in your life uh, as a as a man in general. But if we're talking involuntary celibacy, we are specifically talking about sexual behavior. Uh, There's there's almost there's it's people who just want to have an excuse. It's like they, it's, it's a lot of the times it's the type of person who might have a solution who might have a problem for every solution you present. Um, On the flip side, there are a good number of these cases where these are just autistic, like grownups. Like like on the spectrum, like you, you would would never know they were, but they probably test on the spectrum. Right. And like a lot of the times with autism, it's like, we're used to seeing that in kids. We're like, oh, my son's autistic. See, I don't, I don't buy it. I, it, I chalk that up to the recency bias with medicine where everybody has an ailment now. Exactly. Everybody has ADHD. Everybody has something or other. Why did 30 years ago, nobody have that? 
Why was there 40 years ago nothing, no such thing as an end cell? We just called them losers. Like, and, I don't, and in the end, calling them losers motivates them to stop being that way. That's part of where I'm going to go to in one of our later segments about how to stop being one. Yeah. But in my, in my definition, and I'm not a clinical psychologist, I didn't go to school to be a life coach. I just, I got knowledge. I'm good at giving advice. It is what it is. But these are guys who don't know how to handle rejection. And it, it overflows to the point where they stop trying. Because that's, I was a salesperson by trade. Rejection bounces off of me like water on, on a roof. It, it means nothing. You could tell me no a million times to my face. It won't hurt me at all. But these guys are so sensitive and it has to do with this participation trophy generation we're raising where you can't lose at anything because if, if you played, we're going to give you a trophy and nobody lost. You just didn't do as well as the next person. And even if you didn't make the team, you can still make the team on the back end. You just don't get to play. It's like there's always a reason to coddle instead of when we were growing up. Oh, you just failed and you learned how to adjust to failure. These younger kids are let's be honest most of them are awkward most of them aren't the best looking most of them are out of shape and they're kids so they're not making money so they don't even have that going for them so when they approach women they're already approaching women like guys know when we're ugly we know what we look like we get that litmus test early in life Facts. we know we're not attractive by the time grade school starts because we see attract because the attractive kids get all the attention and if you ain't getting it you must not be one of the attractive kids Back. It's an it's an easy litmus test. It happens to every male in the world, especially in this country where we coddle kids. These kids are getting that lesson. So when they start to approach women, they're already approaching from a from a side of defeat. They're already approaching from a side of weakness. They're already thinking, I'm not going to get her, but I'm going to try. And then they give a half-hearted attempt and it doesn't work. And then they give another half-hearted attempt and it doesn't work. Then they get online. And they get this community talking about, yeah, women ain't, women are garbage, women are this. And it's that whole red pill movement that I can't stand where it's always the women's fault. No, it's your fault. You gave up. You stopped trying. If you're involuntarily celibate, that's that more than you the, voluntarily stop trying. That's more like the MGTOW, the MGTOW guys. I don't know what they call it. Like, I lump them all together. The, the red the pill guys are a little bit more like us than that. Like, like, like if you blame women, no, it's, it's not your fault. You're already defeated yourself because you can't control women. You can only control you. You're, you're choosing to give up. And because you gave up, now it's the women's fault that they don't want you. And then you go, you have these guys, like I've, talking, I've talked to a few guys who were in their late 20s, early 30s, and they just weren't good at getting women and they always had this idealized version of a woman they were thinking of getting. That woman doesn't want you. You're not in her league. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing to say that you don't qualify for her. And it goes both like, ways. It go, it go, it, thank you for saying, because I was just about to say, it goes both ways. I can't go up to Beyonce and say, hey, let's, let's, if she was single, let's go out on a date. I don't qualify for Beyonce. And I'm fine with that. I can dream about it. I can fantasize about it. And I do often, but it ain't <laughs> never going to happen. But Jay-Z could, I know for a fact, this is not me being cocky or confident. 
And I'm sure Jay-Z has, he's asked, I'm even going to go to a quote that he said, because he's mentioned it. I'm a thousand times better looking than Jay-Z. A million times better. If you put me and Jay-Z he's, he's in aged a lineup, very weirdly. He's aged very poorly. This, let's be let's be real. Like I don't, I'm not knocking okay. him, but it's facts are facts. Like eyes, eyes work. Like he he looks weird. He looks goofy, but he's also a billionaire, and he's also one of the smoothest guys in the world. And he also is a successful rapper. And he also has a business mogul. And he also has all this wealth of knowledge. He also, kno- yeah, I was just going to say he knows what he's talking about. Yes. If so you he just hear him speak, he knows him. what he's talking about. Exactly. And he himself has said, there's no such thing as an ugly billionaire. Because that's the simple facts of it. I outrank him on looks. He outranks me in life. So he can have Beyonce be a stay-at-home mom for him. I can't even talk to her. But the difference between me and an incel is I don't want to talk to Beyonce. I want to talk to the women I qualify for. And if I ever get to the point where I do qualify for a woman like Beyonce, then the women that I do qualify for now are shit out of luck. That's just how hierarchy <laughs> yes, works. I mean, and, but I mean, they don't get it. They're not going to get that. But. And that's what I'm saying. And like, I'm not even going to go into women in that part. I'm talking right. about guys. You have to understand there is a hierarchy to life. We're focusing not, on, on the men. Uh, on the incels at this point. Yeah. We'll get to the to the, the friendship guys in a second, but the, the incel guys, they got to understand there's, there's a hierarchy to life and it's not about fairness. It's not about equality. It's about reality. If and you're a goofy it, looking dude, like Mark Zuckerberg gets women. He's married, but I guarantee he could walk into a bar and pull every woman in the bar. Why? Because he's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. He was a, we, we all saw the movie that he got mad at the movie because it was so accurate. He's a <laughs> weird guy. He's funny looking. He's socially awkward. But you know what he also is? A gazillionaire. It, that makes up for all the other things. Because that's what men are ranked on. We're ranked on in order of importance our value monetarily wise our looks and whether whether we can still reproduce or not those are the three things women care about and and number 1 value is way above number 2 it's like number 1 then 25 miles of dirt then number 2 yeah your look your looks when it comes towards money mean nothing and we can do a whole episode on what can constitute value because money is part of it but it's not all of it what can no it's not it's not 100 is is is, is, can be that's why i said that's why i said it's it's it value has to do with money it has to do with status it has to do with power there's a lot of things that constitute that constitute value ambition is a part of it too when you're younger when you're older that ambition stuff goes out the window like women women after 40 don't care how ambitious you are you should be already there they don't, yeah. they're not, but we're talking to younger guys at this point. So ambition is definitely a part of it, but you have to raise your value. You're, you're a, a Ford focus and it's okay to be a Ford focus, but stop trying to get Lamborghini women. Right. You gotta, you gotta can be content with a woman who can afford a Ford focus. <laughs> you, gotta, you are in the market for women who drive Ford focuses and that's Okay. And then when you level up to being a BMW or Mercedes, 
then those are the women you're going to start to see that are that are going for you. And then when you level up, but it's part of it starts and ends with you saying, it's my fault. I'm going to fix the things that are wrong with me and I'm not going to give up. That takes time. That takes humility. Internalize. A lot of these these incels don't have that humility to say, you know what? It's me. I messed up. No, because again, as you brought up before, we're brought up in this generation where where kids are just told, yeah, you're all special. Um, you're you're great as, just the way you are. Just a quick news flash for guys, now that you said that, no one's special. No, no. There's no. not one person on this planet that's special. We all have the same material inside of us. Some of us had advantages, but none of us are special. The rock has dep- has severe depression. People, people, people look at him like he's an Adonis. He has several mental illnesses. Yeah. Oh, oh, people are like, I want to be the rock. Okay, cool. You want to get up at 430 in the morning and run five miles every single day at six foot five at five years old. That's the flip of the housewife argument, which we're going to do in another episode. I'm not going to jump onto it, but that's exactly what the flip side of it for guys is. You want their lifestyle, but you don't even know what they do to maintain, not to get it, to maintain it. Getting it is the hard part. Maintaining it is the excruciating part. Yep. That guy works out at least 10 hours a day. Per day, he wakes up in the morning and works out a crazy amount of time. And at night, he works out a crazy amount. He has to have a portable gym with him at all times. The iron because if Because if he doesn't, his value goes down. His stock plummets. He loses everything he has because all of it is based on his body. So he's maintaining the machine that drives him. Whereas you incels are not doing well monetarily. Let's be honest. You're probably out of shape, which 90% of you are. And you have, you have bad social skills because you're not talking to anybody because you gave up. You're only talking to guys and guys, guys in your circle don't know how to talk to women because they don't have women. More facts. It's, it's, it's a self-defeating prophecy. You keep going around in a circle and wondering why you keep ending up in the same place because it's a circle. It never ends until you end it. There's not going to be some magical fairy nymph that comes out of the forest and grants you all the vagina you want. You got to go get it. Like that's, that's back to the rock thing. The rock always talks about how he is broken, only had $7 to his name. He had to go get fame and fortune. It didn't just come to him. Yeah, he had a foot in the door because of his family. But how many someone made it? Well, like, well, that's like, what, I'm saying. what if the first night he goes out there, what if he was terrible? And there were There's like, you shouldn't do this. hundreds of Samoan wrestlers that don't make it. Thousands that don't make it, that aren't worth anything. There's wrestlers that, there's Samoan wrestlers that do make it and aren't worth one, one hundredth of what The Rock is. He outworked them. He understood the sacrifice. He did the work and then maintained the work. You're not even starting on the path. So how do you expect to get to the end of it? And honestly, if, if for anyone who, who would be listening to this, uh, we're not expecting you to be the rock. No, but, but you gotta, you gotta take a look at yourself. What are you, what do you like? Look in the mirror. If you are buying, uh, 
a $5 coffee every day, which I'm guilty of this sometimes, but if you're buying that every day, that adds up. Let's say you do that five days a week. That is a hundred dollars a month. Okay. Planet fitness is $10 a month. It's just math. But I'm not saying you have to go to the gym, but, 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 but if you want to improve some aspect of your life, there are other, it's not just your fitness. It's not just needing to go to the gym. It's just, that's the particular route I took to self-improvement. Let me establish this. You're the nice guy on this podcast. I'm not, you do have to get your, fat oh, not ass always. To the gym. <laughs> you you got to get your fat ass to the gym. If you're out of shape and you're overweight and you don't have game and you don't have money and you're sexually awkward, you got to go to the gym. Yes. You got to at least I'm, get I'm 100% something. with you on this. You got to um, get one of those categories down. And the easiest one is getting up, setting a schedule, go to the gym for an hour a day and do it for a month. If you don't like the results after a month, you can quit. But we both guarantee if you do that for a month straight, you're going to see improvements. It's just science. Yeah. And, and, and the reason I say that I, I come from a fitness background, but the reason I say this is because uh, in doing the research and in listening to, to what I listen to, that seems to be the avenue where people have the, the best start for self-improvement. That's where people seem to have really on a grand scale said, you know what, at least I did this. It's the and, easiest and confidence boosting you can do. There. Like you can, you can, always get yourself in shape and get an immediate confidence boost just from what you see in the mirror. Like I, I'm always reminded of the old Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Like remember he's skinny Peter Parker and he yeah. gets bit and then he wakes up the next morning and he's buff and he spends like three minutes flexing in the mirror. Immediate confidence boost just because he's in shape now. Yeah. You're not getting rejected from weights. No one in no personal trainer no one at the gym is going to tell you no. That's the easiest way to get a confidence booster. You can try to start your confidence boost with women. You're going to get your feelings hurt. Because women are a test. They are not, they, you either pass or fail. So do what, what Rob is telling you. Do what I'm telling you. Get your fat ass in the gym. And I'm saying fat ass because this isn't about coddling you. This isn't about being nice. This is about the reality of the situation. If you are, let's say you're the average size male, you're 5'7", and you're over 180 pounds, you're obese. It's, it's just, it's, that's just math. It's health and fitness. It's a science to it. If you weigh more than that, He's being you're generous. overweight. He's being generous with over 180 because uh, there's a lot of like well over 220 at that height going on and 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 I don't want to like dive into this too much but the thing about the incel topic is what a lot of people don't realize is this is you're you get to a point where there's you're you're sad at one point but you'll get sympathy from someone like us but then it gets to, then Not it gets me. to school shootings you know what I mean it gets to people who start taking, it's, taking it too far. It gets far. to the guys. Like, that's that's a good point. There is no mass shooter that gets pussy. Fact. I, I you might would get one that, that my, steals it. 
I would bet my life on it. There might be there might be a guy who I'm talking about legitimate, like he talked his way into it, not rape, no. not anything crazy like that. Like there's because when you do that, when you have sex regularly, life is just better. I don't know anyone who would say who would say otherwise. Like I get religion. I get there's certain religions where you're not allowed to. I understand that. I would never knock anyone's beliefs. But if that's not part of your belief system, you have no excuses. Get out and get, a, there's women available. And that goes to our next subject. The guys who try to friendship their way into vagina. The, the friend zone guys. And the thing is, we've all done it. Yes. That's, and that, done. I, I was just about to say that. Every man on this planet has done that because there's always been a point in our life where we didn't have game. Of course. And even the, even the jocks, even the guys you think never did, yeah, they did. 100% they did. Because That's you develop point. game through rejection. You develop game through time. And if they just start off looking great, yeah, some women are going to flock to them. But there's going to be some women they can't get even without with their looks. And that's when they try to friendship their way into it. And it doesn't work. Because I've never, it's, it's a disingenuous form of trying to get what you want. It's, Ross and it's Rachel's passive. Friends was a story. It was fiction. It's passive aggressive nonsense. And even Ross and Rachel, even you bringing that example up, let's go to fairy tale land and talk about the show with no black people. You would have to be more specific. Oh, I'm talking about friends. Ross, <laughs> the, 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 the ripoff of living single. Let's talk about that. <laughs> even, even with them, putting this fairy tale out there he was pining for rachel since he was 15 yep they're in their like mid to late mid 30s or, or late or early 30s it's actually that's a horrible 15, story that's 15 years he was pining for this woman he was he was friends with he tried to be friends with her high school didn't work then for four years on the show because i think they don't get together for like four years he has to watch her bang a guy that lives that lives in the building or some shit like that I don't know. So let me let me uh... while being the, while being the guy she talks to about how he how this this other guy's not he's not treating me well. Let, let me let, let me uh, give give you a little bit more enlightenment on this one. This show was you were right. Like since they were in high school, he liked her, right? But yeah, it goes, I've only I've seen the show. I've only seen them like once because it's to be honest, it's corny to me. Like it, this guy had after, it, I mean, it, it, it is it did not age off. well. It, it's no. very corny, but it just it created a lot of stars. But this guy watched this girl that he pined for bang dude after dude after dude after dude and then finally gave him a chance. And then because they screwed up because I will give the writers credit. That's what friendshipping your way into vagina does. Yeah. You get to be the shoulder she cries on while she goes and bangs the other guy. You get the leftovers. You don't even get the leftovers. You get to be the emotional support. Or That's what all you're getting. An emotional tampon. You're the water boy. You're the towel boy at the end of the team who doesn't get to play. You're the equipment manager. That's what you are. If, if she's the Knicks, you're the guy that brings out the warm-up suits and towels. You have nothing to do with the actual game. Whether you're there or not is irrelevant. She's using your time to make herself feel better. And then to using all that confidence and, and good feeling attention. that you gave her and attention and loving and sympathy that you give her and spending it on that other guy. So she's, and she's getting validation. She's just like, I am totally worthy of attention and time. 
and and loving feelings. But not from you. Because I have I have a female best friend. I had several females I'm friend with now. They'll all tell you the same thing. Once you're in the friend zone, 99.9999%, you're not getting out of it because women, one, don't want to jeopardize losing that friend with sex. And two, they don't even start to see you sexually anymore. You start to look at them. They start to look at you like a brother or a yep. cousin. Yep. And no one wants to have sex with their brother. And, they're not, and the thing is, I think what a lot of men are not understanding is they think women are bad for that. This is not no. a choice that they have made. This is internal. This is genetic. This is how it's, they feel because you I'm, I'm not even, put I'm not yourself even go out that there as a, as a man. I'm not even going to go out that far. It's not their fault because you weren't honest. Exactly. You presented yourself as a friend and now you're mad at her for treating you like a friend. It's your fault she's treating you that way. Facts. If, oh if man, I, that was a good one. If I if I dress in a cop uniform and people come up to me to, to stop a robbery, I can't be like, look, why are you treating me like a cop? It's the old Chappelle joke. Why yeah, why why are you I, assuming I'm a police officer? Because I'm presenting myself as one. Yeah, you're presenting yeah. yourself as a friend, and now you're mad at the girl who's treating you like you presented. It's a disingenuous and let's be honest weak way of trying to get vagina it would be much more conducive to what your goal is to tell a woman look i'm not really trying to be your friend like i want to date you if you don't want to date me that's cool we can be cool but let's set that boundary now right don't don't wait three months in after going to see a movie you don't want to see with her oh by that time it's done be like by i that have to it's the old and this 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 podcast is a tribute to guys like Patrice O'Neill, to guys like Kevin Samuels, to guys. There's so many I can name, but I'm not even going to go down the list. But they all have these sayings and adages be, that ring true to to 99% of guys because all in all honesty, ladies, even though this podcast is meant for you, this this part is we're almost all the same. We're not complicated. There are, there are a few guys here and there who are a little bit different, but most of us want the same general things. And if you do what you're saying, if you go into a, a friendship style thing with, your, with the woman you want to have sex with and wait three months to reveal yourself, it'll never happen. You're, in, you're on a one-way street and you're in the car behind her. You're never going to get in front of her. She's always going to be in front of you. You've given up too much of your time. In his in 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 the late Patrice O'Neill's words, you're now her time hoe. Oh God! Just just she like they so good. Just like they use us. I mean, we use them for sex as our quote unquote hoes. Our, our hoes are sexual. Their 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 hoes are time. They they take our time freely, and don't and don't give anything back. Just like for for our quote unquote hoes, we take the vagina and don't give anything back. It's a fair exchange. That's where both we both can be used just in different ways. And you've you've presented yourself as a guy she should use. Because that's what friends are. Friends are the if I if I have a friend, I need to talk to that person about my feelings. I need to, you know, discuss life with them and hopefully get better. 
what are feelings? I don't understand what you're saying. We're we're both we're both adults. We we have feelings. We just we may not be outward with them, but they're still there. Lame. And with our guy friends, we'll talk to them about it. <laughs> but just like just like think about for every incel, for every friendship zone guy, do you want to have sex with your friends? No. So why do you think women do? Like it's a it's a natural repulsion. You would you would never want to have sex with your friend. Cause that's your that's your friend, that's your boy, that's your people. Even if she's even if it's a female, you still call her your boy. Because you know, we don't even actually, think of you that way. This actually kind of goes into what we were just saying about like the, the gym, for example. Guys are losing this sense of uh having tribes of like like-minded uh guy friends too. Like the, you need to have at least three. Yeah, you need to have like you can't just have no one and just be a shut-in. And I know that for some people, like they're, they're very introverted and I'm, I'm a fairly introverted person myself a lot of the time, but like, I have a tribe, you know, like I have dudes, you know what I mean? And I don't know if incels have that or not. I think it, it might go a little bit beyond not being able to find a companionship in a woman. Well, they, I think they it have goes a, a little tribe. bit further than that. They have a tribe, and that's going to go into our last segment about how to how to get out of being an incel and how to start improving your life. But just a quick preview of that, stop associating yourself with other losers. It's okay to be a loser. If you're a loser, you're a loser. It's good to acknowledge that so you can fix it and start being a winner. But you know losers get better by hanging out with other losers. You could like look the biggest winner that we have in American society, arguably is LeBron James. For those who don't know, and I guess it's maybe one person in the world that doesn't know who he is. He's the most famous basketball player alive right now. He's worth at least a billion dollars. He has several different streams of revenue, but he started out as a poor kid from Akron, Ohio, from a single single mother home who barely had any clothes on his back, who barely had any food to eat. And he's gone from being drafted out of high school, never, never doing a day of college to being one of the most successful, wealthy businessmen in the country without any scandals. You know what his biggest scandal is, which ties into this. He went to Miami and the way he went to Miami, he left his original team of Cleveland and went to Miami and people were mad because he did it in a press conference instead of the normal way. That's his biggest thing they jump on because there's nothing else to talk about. Great father, good husband, good community leader, does stuff for kids, builds schools, does stuff he doesn't have to do. But the reason I say he was a loser is because he said it himself. I had to go to Miami to learn how to win because that's where all the other winners were. Dwayne Wade had already won a championship. Pat Riley, who was the leader, who was the leader of the organization, the general manager, had won several championships. There were several people on the team who had championship pedigrees. And he had none of that. So he could have stayed in Cleveland and been faithful to his fan base. But he would have no rings. He would have no championships. Every man levels up by being around people who are already leveled up, but that's for later. Again, let's, let's stick with the, um, the best friend scenario. 
Right. So with the next segment, how do we, how do you as a man who really doesn't have much game? Cause let's be honest, if you're trying to friendship your way into it, you probably don't have a lot of game. How do you get out of the friend zone? Are you, are you asking me? Yeah. You started off. You, you, you tell me. Don't you, you move on. But like, we're, we already got us because this is the problem with with what we're doing right now. We know you just don't even get into it. But these guys out there don't. The ones who are already doing this are already in the friend zone. So right. how do they get out of it? Like we got we got to think of us. We don't use drugs, but we got to put ourselves in the mind of the drug addict. OK, so what I've always uh, heard about this topic is uh, when it comes to getting out of the friend zone is you have to, um, you know, there's going to be those emotional days where you really think she's the one, but you have to start focusing on your one. Oh, I can't wait to that show where we go for the one. What? Oh, debunking the the soulmate myth. um, Keep going. You have to focus. You have to, uh, you have to be open and honest with your own self and, and focus on yourself. Like, don't you, you have to start thinking it's like women aren't important they're a part of life, just like men are a part of women's lives. So you have to, I don't know, man. If you're you're going for me like on a personal level. You got to take them off the pedestal. You got to take the vagina off the pedestal. You do. You have to stop. You have to devalue uh, what you think women bring to the table. And specifically the one that you yourself bring to the table. Specifically the one that you're pining for and you're being the friend. And if you have several whatever ones they are, if you're doing it, because there are a lot of guys who have several different women they're best friends with because they don't know how to get women other ways. Right. You have to, like Rob is saying, look, Just to make your own time valuable. They're not worth my time anymore. Yeah. I can, you can be their friends, but that doesn't mean sacrificing your happiness for theirs because they're not going to give you that happiness back. So, so I'll, here's a, here's a good example, or, or, or I think I can finally sum it up. It took me a minute to actually get it in my head. If you have, um, you have your life, you have the things that you do and they take up time for me. Like I have like a a couple of revenue, revenue streams. I, and I, I I run a business or whatever. And, um, I train jujitsu a lot. Let's say like, if you have a passion, Whatever it is, if you like shooting guns or chopping wood, if there's something you need to do for five hours a week, an hour every day, you have to look at women as, is this worth me sacrificing this hour a day of something that I like doing? Because if you do have a woman in your life, she's going to want some of that time. So some. is she really going to, to some all to be worth it? Yeah, she's going to want a lot of that time. She's going to want a, a lion's share of your time. Yeah. And the thing is, if you have that, if you have that thing that these things that you're passionate about, that makes you more attractive to them. I'll I'll give a couple of thoughts I have on how to avoid getting in the friend zone first and getting out of it if you're already in it. So let's start with avoiding the friend zone first. The first thing you do is you make your intentions clear up front. It's not it's not a comfortable conversation. And it's not one that a lot of guys can even have seriously. If you want to have sex with a woman, you make it known that you want to have sex with her. If you're not confident enough to just say that phrase out loud, 
make it overtly known that this is what I'm here for. When it's shown that she's putting you into that zone of being a friend and it's, there's easy things to look for. I know when you're in it, it's hard to see it, but one of the easiest things to look for is, is she talking to you about other guys? You're in the friend zone. Oh God. Is, is she being overly affectionate, but doesn't want to do sexual things? Like she wants to hug and cuddle, but when you try to go for a kiss, she's, she just doesn't do it. She doesn't want to have that option. She was like, oh, I just don't want to, I don't want to go there with you yet. I want it. They'll, they'll give you yet. They'll give you the hope. I just, it's not, I'm not comfortable yet. Don't, you're in the friend zone. Look, the first thing you need to do is know the signs. And you should know the signs because you're in there now. You should go backtrack your, your friendship with this special lady and think about how you got there. Those are the things that all women do to put you in that friend zone because that's how you presented yourself. So one, show overtly that I'm here for one reason and one reason only, and it's sexual. We can be friends. We can have a relationship afterwards, but I want to start on the ground floor and then work up to that. We're not starting on the roof. We're starting at the basement. Two, know the signs once, that, once you start going down that path. If you see that you're being placed in that friend zone area, run for the hills. I'll give you a quick story from my past. There was a, I remember when I was a, a lot younger, this is decades ago, there was a girl who was, I used to hang out at my boy's house and there was a girl who was friends with his younger sister. Now they were only like four years apart from us. But at that point in time, four years was a lot. So we didn't really, you don't really look at them that way. As time progresses, you get older, but they get older too. So now they start to become sexual objects. Me and this girl become friendly. We start kicking it. Nothing happens. Three or four or five years later, what always happens with a lot of females is they start doing the whole, hey, hey, big hey. You get those messages on Facebook. You get those messages on Instagram. Hey, you, long time. As an older man, you know what that message means. Let's have sex. When you're younger, you don't. <laughs> you're laughing because you know it's true. Like that, that message is, it's, an, it's I, I failed with all the other guys. You were a good prospect. Let's go back to that. So we hook up again. I'm a much more confident guy at this point. I've, I've come to my own at this point. She still hasn't. So she's still playing the whole friendship game where she wants to come over. She wants to cuddle and watch a movie. We'll make out a little bit, but she doesn't really want to do anything. So ask me what happened next. F out of here. <laughs> oh, wait, who's it, I, it, And again, I'm not an evil guy. I'm blunt. I, I'm cold when it comes to talking to people, but I'm not evil. I'm not just going to say, get the fuck out of my house. But what I said to her is very simple. I know why I want to be with you. And that's sexual. We can you know, build relationship, but I want to have sex. If you don't look at me that way, that's cool. We can still be friends. We can still be cool but we are never going to hang out again. And if you're okay with that, cool. Like you can text me anytime you want. You know, if you have an issue, hit me up. I'll, you know, hit you back when I can. But this is the situation. You can either get on or get off. She chose to get off. That, and, you, and you have to go in willing to take that L. I yeah. took that L like a champ. That can't be a big deal to you. Until six years later when she hit me back up again. Because that's <laughs> what they do. But you know what I wasn't doing for six years? Being her booby snooby snuggle buggy. 
being the guy that she runs to and 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 when she's crying and her boyfriend cheated on her. I just need some place to. I just need to cuddle for the night. Nah, get a get a bear. Get a pillow. Buy a dog. <laughs> buy a dog. Like Kevin Samuel says, buy a dog. Buy a dog. Die alone. Oh man, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I know my value. And that's the last thing I'll tell guys trying to not get into the friend zone and getting out of it. Know your worth. Like, let me do the, <coughs> I'm sorry, the corny Derek Jackson. Who, oh, God, I hate him so much. Oh, the God. corny Derek Jackson thing for guys. Know your worth, King. Yeah. Like he always says to women, know your worth, Queen. No, know your worth, King. You yeah, but not only that, know how much you're worth and your value. And not Don't only overinflate that, it, but know what it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like know what your value is. And if it's not enough, start improving. You need that, to, and you need that's to that's focus on self-improvement. You, you might have a knack for this thing because that's a perfect segue into our last segment, which is how do we make ourselves more desirable? And this goes to incels and the friend zone guys because the, both of you are suffering from the same thing. Your value is low. So you're acting like that. How do we as men raise that value to become more desirable, to, to make ourselves into the quote-unquote alphas instead of being betas? And, there, and let's, let's be honest, there's a lot of wealthy betas. There's yeah. a lot of successful betas. There's a lot of guys who are worth millions who are, for lack of a better term, bitches. Yeah. 100%. We see it there's they're in the news i don't want to name names but there are a lot of guys who pretend who have that alpha lifestyle but they're really betas and their women run them like what i you know what i will name a name Derek jackson prime <laughs> example he is a prime beta and i'm not saying he's a prime beta because he's not in shape because the dude's jacked and there's plenty of betas who are in shape yeah i'm not saying he's a beta because because he, he's not good looking because the dude's good looking. He pulls, obviously, from the news that leaked, he pulls women. I'm not saying he's a beta because he's not wealthy because he has a lot of money. He has acquired a lot of wealth doing the hustle that he's doing. But he's a beta because he's disingenuous, because he's coming from a, a position of weakness. Yeah, He's catering to your base desires to enrich himself and then to engender himself into your vagina, like a friendship. He's saying all the stuff to you that your male friend says to you. He's just using a platform. That's why he's a beta. And that's what beta behavior is. So how do we, how do we not be betas? You go first and I'll, I'll chime in after. So in terms of uh, not being beta or, or really being more desirable to women, I think follows a certain level of uh, philosophy. And I think the philosophy has to be that, A, you gotta, you gotta have a purpose in, in your life. You have to really sort of know that self-worth and, and realize you, you have to find out what it actually is that women want. And maybe some of that comes from listening to guys like us but you also can't think that that's what's important in your life. A, a, a woman is supposed to be a complement 
to your life, not the focus of it. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi for teaching me that one. I'm so um, glad you said that. You you have to level up for you. Fact. Not to get women, not to get money for you. The, you have to, the women and the money will come. Break it down. If if you erase technology and the industrialization of the world. If we go back to caveman times. Break it down to caveman times. What did they want then? So the philosophy I'm talking about is there's no such thing as good and bad. There's only winners and losers. We're alive today because we're the product of winners and we're acting like losers. Society is acting like losers lately. Um, we're the product of winners. Now, there are winners who do good things and are good people. There's also winners who do bad things and are bad people. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. you have to focus on being a winner. And if you're a good person in that process, good for you. And if you're a bad person, go after yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But overall, what a woman wants is a winner. Why? Because if you break it down to caveman times, the winner is the person who's going to protect her. And the winner is going to make sure that she has better offspring for the future of humanity. It comes down to procreation and the human race surviving another generation. It's base instincts. It's, it's stuff that's encoded in our DNA. Like, let, let me ask you a question. If, if we, if Thanos was real and, she, and he sapped society back to the stone ages and everybody was on an Island and you lived on that Island and you never saw a woman until you were 25. And that was the first time you saw a woman. Your instinct would be to have sex with her because it's part of your DNA. It's ingrained in you. Right. It's not something you learn. You are attracted to what you are attracted to. That can vary, but we all have base things that we want. And one of the goals is to have sex with that thing that we want. That WAP. It, yes, it, 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 that's what you're into. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simple understanding of desire. You got to understand that you need to make yourself desirable. And one of the, there's a lot of things, like, like you said, you got to understand when it comes down to it, and we're talking in general terms, ladies, don't think that, oh, I'm special. I don't want that. I get it. You're, you're the one that's special. Everyone, everyone is the one that's special. But in general terms, if you take a poll, can't wait for that episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, 90% of women are going to say they want the same things. They want a guy who can provide for them. They want a strong male figure. They don't want, a, they don't want a guy they can push around. They, they don't want a, a guy that agrees with them. They don't and want, they are they don't, going to try and push around. That's They're their going nature. to do it. And you have to just we're not even going, we're not, let's not even go there. Cause that's a whole episode. We're not even going to get yeah, to that. That's true. Yeah. That's when we start focusing on women, but yeah. just from a man's point of view, they all want of the same things. There's 10% of them that don't, we're not concerned with them. Cause if you, if you were doing math, you're not concerned with the 10%, you're concerned with the 90%. It's, it's gambling. If you have a 90% chance to win money, and a 10% chance to win money, you go with the 90% because that's better odds. It's the same thing with women. If all, if majority of women want the same things, you have to make yourself a part of that group. The easiest thing we already talked about uh, before was getting in shape. Stop being a fat piece of shit. And I'm sorry to say it in that hard of a term, but you need it. Like this is an intervention. And you don't have to when, be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be an 
have you don't have to be the rock you don't have to be next level you just i you i'm in sales holy one of my revenue streams as you know is sales my words are chosen very carefully i didn't say you got to get muscular i didn't say you have to be a bodybuilder i didn't say you have to have pecs or that that stupid v thing that you get on your waist i didn't say any of that i said you got to get in shape because in all honesty women don't really care how many muscles you have they care if you're, you're in shape the muscles help they accentuate it but they don't really give a shit because as, as again the main thing they're looking for is the protecting part the value the monetary because if i'm you know, five, seven built like a sh brick shit house. And I got muscles coming out of my neck, but I make $20,000 a year. I'm not getting pussy. And if I'm getting pussy, it's not the kind I want. It's the kind you pay for. It's the kind in, you negotiate prices for, for different sexual acts because it it's unfair. We value their looks. They value our money and time. So if I don't, if I don't have the money, then I'm already out of the game. It, all that other stuff doesn't help. So the first thing you got to do is get yourself in shape. The second thing you got to do, and Rob touched on this, up your revenue streams. Like if you're, it took me a while, and I'm going to be honest, it took me a long time. It took me into my thirties to even understand this. Why the fuck are you working 40 hours a week? That's bare minimum of behavior. So you're getting bare minimum outcomes. I don't care what job you're doing because this isn't for people who have careers. This is people who have jobs. If you're doing a job, which is fine, I'm not knocking anybody who has a job, but if you're doing that, why are you doing the bare minimum at that job? You're not going to make more money by doing the bare minimum. It doesn't work that way. If the job isn't giving you overtime, get another revenue stream, get another job. You shouldn't be working less than 55 hours a week, period. Well, Excellent. well, Ace, I mean, rich people don't work that much. Bullshit. Are you kidding? There's not one wealth. Statistically speaking, the top 1% of the country makes $300,000 or more. That's not crazily wealthy, but that's a very good living for one person to make that much money. So if you're making that much money, you're not doing it on 40 hours a week for, for the younger guys that are listening or the guys who are even older, who just haven't gotten it yet. You got to stop being lazy. Like if, again, like I said before, if your job won't give you overtime, get another job on the side. Uber is always hiring. Um, DoorDash is always hiring. Uber Eats is always hiring. The post office has, is always open. Like there's always ways to make other revenue streams. We're not talking about the, the, the offshoots, like I was saying before. We're not talking about the drug dealers. We're not talking about the people who inherited money. We're not talking about those people who just fell into wealth. We're talking about people who had to work for it, who had to increase their value the hard way. They're not working a minuscule amount of the week. There's 24 hours a day successful people don't sleep for eight hours a day like you're supposed to. Like Donald Trump, love him or hate him, he's notorious for only sleeping like four to five hours a day. That's what it is. That's what you got to do when you're at his level. It's what it is. And you can't just be like, oh, I have this extra money now. I'm going to go buy another Xbox game. 
You know what I mean? Like you gotta think. You have to make your your money has to work for you. Yeah, I made an extra two hundred off of uh, uh, one of my revenue streams, and I'm gonna take that specific two hundred because it's outside of my salary, and that's gonna go in crypto, or that's gonna go into. uh, an Acorns or Robinhood account, or 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 you start looking up. You got to actually maybe find a professional, like use that to pay a financial advisor. Maybe these are all things we cover in life coaching sessions about increasing your worth and increasing your value, increasing your net worth. But these are or, simple tools that we're giving away for free now. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're all welcome. By the way, like you <laughs> can. We're, we'll give out information about if you want to contact us for for private Skype sessions or or Zoom meetings. And do, you know, if you want to have extensive one-on-one sessions, that's fine. We'll go that route. But this is general information that can help anyone because it's applicable to anybody. Anybody can sign up for Acorns, which if you don't have it on your phone and you're not making over six figures, you're an idiot. It All it does, if you're not familiar with the service, is it takes your spending and rounds up the money and deposits that into an account and then takes that account and invests it for you. So that money then makes more money. It's yes. no reason to not do it. It's literally time. like you went and bought a bagel for a dollar forty-five, and now that bagel costs two dollars instead of a dollar forty-five, and the extra money that got taken from that uh, what would be left over fifty-five, 55 cents, cents gets put into your Acorns account. And that just increases every month. You're just going to see random money just constantly increasing in that account. And it's it's no reason to do it because you're not going to miss that 55 cents. But that 55 cents is going to start working for you. And it's small increments. It's it's like, I remember in a famous interview, uh, I'll never forget. It was Obama. I believe he's on the Mark Maron podcast. And Marin was asking him, did he get frustrated about people questioning him on not getting things done? And he was trying to make people understand that you're not, even as the president, you can't just make sweeping changes. You can't just do big things. It's not possible. There are small increments that lead to big wins. That's life. You're not just going to wake up a millionaire. You're not going to hit the lottery. You can play You can play the lottery every day for your entire life and never hit it because the odds of hitting it are astronomical. Can it happen? Yes. Would it most likely happen? No. So take the smaller wins, stop playing the lottery. If you're playing, if you're spending a dollar, $5, $20 on a ticket and occasionally doing it, sure. But if that's a habit for you, don't take that money and invest it. There is, there is an app that got re- that got notoriety, I'll say, recently that makes trading free. You don't have to go to a stockbroker. You don't have to hire a financial consultant. You can go right on Robinhood, download the app, and start investing your money in different stocks. Now, find out which ones are best for you. Do the research. Figure it out. Go online. The internet's available everywhere but use the knowledge that's available to get yourself more money. Then what I'm doing, like Rob said, he has his other revenue streams. I'm taking money and buying investment properties. There's no one who can't do that. There's no one on this planet that can't take a year or two of their life, work 60 hours a week, even at a garbage job 
and take whatever revenue is, is, is above what they normally can live off of and use that to start investing in properties. It's, it's everybody can do this. I'm glad you said that because we just got like, everyone just got a stimulus check for $1,400. Not everybody, but most, most people and people that we're talking to in the situations, they definitely got it. Yeah. What are you going to do with that 1400? You people are wasting that. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a bunch of action figures. I'm going to buy 15 new video games. I'm going to get that new video game chair that helps when I'm playing League of Legends for 10 hours a day. Now, listen, that's what I'm going to spend. Even on. going to what you just said, like I, I know it's in a mockery type thing, but there's people who make money playing League of Legends, but you have I'm to knock them. I, hold on. I play to... League of, I'm a 41 going on 42 year old man. I play League of Legends now. You know how often I play it a day? Maybe an hour. Why? Because I'm working the rest of the time. Yeah. I'm, do, I'm doing productive things. I said 10 hours. Again, like I said, my background is in sales. I don't say words lightly. Everything I say is filtered in my head first and then comes out. I said 10 hours for a reason. <laughs> if you're a guy and you're playing League of Legends, which is a very one of the most popular video games on the planet, for 10 hours, you're probably not one of the people that's getting paid for it. No. Because that is a 1% of the population that plays that game. You're probably not, if you're in that 1%, you're probably making a lot of money and you're probably not the people we're talking to. Exactly. I love video games. I love comic books. I love action figures. I'm a nerd at heart. But I understand that there's no value to that. What is valuable is the money that comes from working hard the money that comes from investing, the money that comes from having that money work for you in different avenues, 401k, Roth IRAs. There's a bunch of different ways I can mention, but I'm giving you simple ones. Even if- I also, I want to throw this out there in terms of value, something that actually is internally valuable. There is a level of satisfaction that you feel when you see that process starting to work. Absolutely. There's hard work, when it pays off is much better than a handout. Like the, the reason a lot of these lottery winnings end up in horror stories is because they didn't earn it. It's not real. Like we've all heard the stories of the guy that won the, won the millions of, and is, is broke two or three years later. They didn't earn it. It's not real. So they don't know what to do with it. Like you ask, you ask the average guy, if you woke up tomorrow with $10 million in your bank account, what's the first thing you're going to buy? They all pretty much say the same thing. Buy a nice car. Yep. Buy, I'm going to buy, buy this big fancy TV. I'm going to buy this boat. I'm going to buy this plane. I'm going to do this jewelry. All these a things. A bunch of stuff depre- that depreciates. Depreciating value. How many, how many people say, well, I'm going to get a financial advisor? Because I don't know what to do with $10 million. I'm poor. I'm going to get somebody who tells me what to do with my money because I don't know about money. Right. It's very rare, but those are the people that end up staying well. I'm going to find a real estate person I can trust who's going to put me onto something that's going to- I'm, I'm going to hire the best investment planner I can buy because those are the people that make that, that keep that $10 million. They don't lose it. The, there's a reason athletes go broke. There's a reason lottery winners go broke 
is because they're not used to having that money. They get it overnight and they don't know what to do with it. So they do the common thing, spending on a bunch of depreciating assets. And those are cool to have if that's what you want to do. I am very proud to see any young man driving around in a Maybach. Well, first of all, he should be riding it. He shouldn't be driving it. But in a Maybach, you made it. Good for you. But I'm more proud of the guy who has the money to do that, but drives it around an Altima. Because that guy's going to always have money. It's not about short term. It's, it's a long process. Chris Rock, I remember when he was first starting to get big, he did an interview with MTV where they followed him around for a day and he was driving around in an Altima. And one of the people asked him, why are you in this car? You're worth millions. He's like, what do I need a fancy car for? I need a fancy house. Right. And where did he live? Alpine, New Jersey, one of the richest places in the country. That's what you do. That's that's how you... Do you want to know how rich that is? I never heard of it until this conversation. I've been there once. I've been there once. I was invited to a party at Wyclef's house because I was playing poker with uh, with his brother-in-law. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know. So I drive up to the place. I Like you, at that point in my life, I've never heard of Alpine. I drive up to the place. I'm like, this has got to be the wrong place. I don't know where I am. I'm going to get arrested. I'm a black guy. And then Wyclef walks out. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. But the, that's the value of the people that lived in that neighborhood. The, it's only the wealthy people. It's not rich people. You, you have to start getting in your mindset of accumulating wealth. You may never get there, but you got to get in that mindset to do the things that get you there. Yeah. I'm, I may never become a multimillionaire, but I'm going to continue to do the things that multimillionaires do because they all follow this same path. It's and I, not- think, I think that sums it up. Like what you were like, your initial question was, what do we got to, what does a person got to do to get out of that funk, to be more desirable to women, to a, either not be an incel or B not be in the friend zone. It's your mindset. It, it's, it's as simple as born. It's, it's taking responsibility. It's changing your mindset to say, you know what? I effed up. It's not Becky. It's not Susan, it's not Tamika, it's not Maria, it's not whatever woman it is. It's you. I don't care if you were in a relationship and she cheated on you with 17 different guys, your best friend and your brother. It's your fault for still dealing with it. It's your fault for still having that affect your life. You got to change your mindset. You got to change the way you look at life and you got to start improving yourself, not despite that girl. Not despite any of the dudes that that helped cheat with her, not to spite any future woman, not despite the women that are going to reject you now, but for you. Because once you start doing it for you, you're going to continue to do it for you. If you do it for, let's say you do it to get a special girl in your life. Let's let's call her Christine. And Christine is a gorgeous woman. And you pine for her and you work out, and you start accumulating your money, and you get Christine, what's next? That's the end of the journey. Because you did it for the thing you got. The goal was accomplished. You did it for her. You got her. The goal's over. But life isn't. Exactly. If you do it for you, the goal is nothing left. 
if you do it for you, it's a never ending battle. It's a never ending struggle because you're always going to be trying to maintain it for you. You're always going to be trying to please you. That girl, Christine may leave you. You may leave Christine. A lot of times, Christine ain't the woman you thought she was. She's just beautiful. She might be an asshole. She might be a jerk. Her sex game might be whack. She might be annoying for you. Yeah, she she might be the worst person alive. She could be a secret Nazi. You don't know. There's got to be at least five good looking Nazis. She could be she could be a terrible human being. She be a member of Hydra. Yeah, you you banked on getting her. Now you got her, and now you're going to be miserable because she's not what you wanted. So where do you go to next? You know who never lets you down? You. That's the person you got to start working for. Yeah. So with that, guys, I think we're going to wrap up this first episode. Uh, we're going to try to do this weekly. Um, if not, maybe a couple times a week, see what we can do to work this out. But we're going to tackle a bunch of different subjects. I mean, we've talked about incels. We've talked about guys who try to friendship their way into relationships. Um, there's a million things to talk about. We're going to you know, eventually open this up to the public where people can call in or people can message us and we'll discuss and we'll go over things. And like I said, we'll, we have our life coaching business. We'll open up sessions for people who want to email us separately and, you know, have, if they're not comfortable talking about it, you know, on the air, that's fine. But the goal to reiterate this podcast is for us all to be better for us all to understand because ladies, we didn't go in on you today, but you're next. It's coming. It's not going to be pleasant, but it's not going to come from a place of malice either. As long as you come, as long as when you listen to it, you understand that one thing. And I'm going to say it again when we start that next one. None of this for guys or girls comes from a place of malice. It comes from a place of healing. Because if we don't have these discussions, we never get anywhere. We're, we're not doing this against you. We're doing this for you. Yeah, we're already, we're, we already got the game beat. We, already, we are doing what we're supposed to do. We're on the other side of the coin. We know what the situation is. We're trying to help people that don't. So, gentlemen, this was your turn. I, I, I always say, you know, like I said, in, in the honor of great Patrice O'Neill, there are certain types of medicines you can take, especially when you're young and you're poor. You can take Robitussin. And Robitussin is sweet. It comes in grape and bubblegum flavored and it tastes so great. Oh, it's, uh, you always want Robitussin, right? But four hours later, the sickness is still there you wake up and that chest cold still hurts and the cough is still there and your nose is still running because that's what Robitussin does. It, it placates you for a little bit, but shit's still there. Or you could take our podcast, which is like Buckley's or cod liver oil or castor oil. And that shit stings and it tastes disgusting. Oh, and it, it feels like it burns your chest. But four hours later, you don't feel anything. Your, your sickness is done that's what we're coming from. We're going to give you hard truths. We're going to say some things that may piss you off, but they're truth and they're facts. And the second you start to realize that, that they're truths and facts, you're going to start to make an improvement in your life. So I'm Ace. This is Rob. We're going to talk to you guys next time. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. <laughs>